0: Welcome back to the Sit Still, Look Pretty podcast. We're your hosts,
1: Summer and Vanessa, and welcome to yet another episode of the Law Spective series, which we are going to do on the truth about law school modules. So, we're basically going to be reviewing each and every one of our
0: modules, compulsory and electives. So this is going to be so much fun. This is actually going to be so juicy because now we've had quite a few people be like, can you do one on public? Can you do one on tour?" So this one's kind of just going to go through our ratings and our, I guess, tips and experiences of these modules. I
1: remember someone DM'd us about doing an episode, potentially doing an episode on EU law. So you'll be happy to know that this episode will be encompassing some aspects of EU law, because we did study that in our first year of public law and second year, actually. Yeah. So we'll be rating
0: it all. Yeah, Um. we're going to do, we're, we've split it into first, second and third year modules to sort of guide you guys, maybe some of you who haven't been... To law school yet, haven't started or are looking to start in September, or you know, just to know kind of maybe where you may be doing these subjects. Also, we have put our electives in as well. I know some of you probably won't be studying these or you know, but if you are thinking about it or contemplating it, then it'll be great insight for you. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Okay, so first we'll swing into first year straight away, start off right at the bat. And I think we'll start with contract law, it kind of underpins a lot of the modules that we picked throughout our degree anyway. So I feel like that's a good starting point. So V, what did you think of contract law in first year?
1: Ooh, I feel like I'm being interviewed. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, contract law was a very first, first year of law school was a bit of a like blur for me, but contract law in particular was definitely one of those modules that I was still finding my feet in law school. I didn't really know what to expect. It was just sort of like, a, you know, I've just got thrown into the deep end. Now here's a textbook. Here's the reading that you have to do. I basically had to have a dictionary next to my book because I would have to search every second, third word of every sentence because there was just a whole new vocabulary. There was Latin. There was just words that I've never seen before. So it was definitely definitely an experience that being said though a lot of it is common sense there are obviously very important principles that you have to come to terms with that you will actually if you don't get in the first year you will struggle throughout your experience at law school because Mm. contract law is that one module that kind of just carries
0: a lot of legal world especially if you're thinking of making your picking your modules and taking a career path, even in a more corporate sense, contract law, you need to make sure that you have the basics down. I think that's why most unis do it in first year so that you have the basics down. But even if you're not going into contract law, into corporate business, commercial law kind of vibe contracts appear in your life forever you
1: yeah, I mean it's it's everywhere even when you think about like when you go to the bus station and you get a ticket well not so much these days but you'd get a ticket then on the back of it if you flip it, it has like the terms and conditions yeah. which you actually agree to when you purchase the ticket exactly so it, it definitely makes you see a whole different side to to the world and it mm. makes you realize we are surrounded by contracts you know even when you go to the supermarket and you buy something on the receipt you have the terms and conditions or it's just terms and conditions are everywhere so yeah contract law was very eye-opening for me and learning you know the basic principles of an acceptance and consideration and
0: undue influence yeah like party intention and all of that stuff
1: yeah intention to create legal duress,
0: relations. all of that
1: yeah so it was uh, frustration which by the Ugh. way this is actually <laughs> this actually illustrates how important contract law is because hadn't we learned about frustration and force majeure in first year of law school then in third year we would have struggled massively because a lot of the (laughs) contracts that we studied in one particular module in
0: international commercial sales there was a lot of frustration yeah literally force learning about force majeure and frustration helped me so much when it came to my house in third year because I knew exactly what to say to my landlord obviously there was not a force majeure clause in the contract because she knew that COVID was already a thing by the time we went into third year but it gave me a lot of um, ability and room to kind of make a lot of arguments to my landlord so yeah just saying if you are planning on moving out of home contract law is gonna save your ass when it comes to fighting off student landlords but yeah I really enjoyed it contract law to be fair <laughs> what was you going to oh. say
1: <laughs> i was just going to say that although it took me a while to kind of understand what was going on and i think a lot of it was down to the fact that it was just the first module that we had ever learned in law school i don't think it was particularly difficult i think it was just at the beginning and we didn't have like our legal minds switched on it was just kind of like you give a kid A philosophy book and you expect the kid to understand it in a way like it was it was very new but overall I would give contract law a solid 10 out of 10 because not be not just because you know it's foundation knowledge but because it's so useful and Mm. because you can apply it in pretty much anywhere around you in any place that you'd be given that you're going to deal with you can use contract law so it's very applicable. It's not very niche at all. It's mm. literally everywhere. And it's, it's useful. And having yeah. an understanding of contract law means that you have an understanding of a wider, overarching umbrella of yeah
0: issues. So I yeah. mean, I went to law school thinking that I was going to go into criminal law and human rights and save the world, basically. Um, <laughs> I haven't actually shut that out yet because the world is my oyster and I can do whatever I want but when I took contract law I think it completely changed my entire perspective on the law on the legal system on to be fair how the world works I think it was a lot more like loads of pieces of a puzzle fitting together if you have a problem solving brain and if you have that kind of mindset where it's like how does this work and you know you're interested in the mechanisms of how society runs and things like that contract law you're really going to enjoy it I didn't realize I had such an interest in something like that before and I thought it was going to be really one of those dull ones like I didn't want to be like a so-called corporate sellout as you probably have heard if you haven't gone to law school yet probably eventually um but yeah and I was like oh I don't want to do contract law obviously it was a foundation module so of course I was going to end up doing it anyway but I didn't really want to do it because oh like I'm going to be a corporate seller oh I'm good I don't want to go into commercial law oh I don't want to you know and I got there and I was studying it and I was like damn like this is actually a lot more interesting than I gave it credit for before I went to uni and before I actually experienced the module I would say when you're When you are taking your contract law module, really pay attention to the problem questions, because when it comes to essay questions, if you are like me, there's so much room in law school anyway to debate. But when it comes to contract law essay questions, I think it is a lot more imaginative. You can put the pieces of the puzzle that you want together and just argue it any way you want. But when it comes to the problem questions, it, it really is about fine tuning the best arguments for your client any problem question that's quite a generic comment to make to be fair but when it comes to contract law questions especially your textbook is really going to be your best friend that contract law textbook I absolutely love that I used it throughout my degree Um, in I use it in land law I use it in obviously remedies of contract law and tort. I use it in uh, international commercial sales I used it in my insurance contract law module and third year like I used that book a lot and I really it really was the backbone of kind of what shaped me into loving how business the business world works and loving how the commercial world works and you know discussions and debates about litigation and contracts and terms and conditions and just all of the little things that I think a lot of people go through their life ignoring you kind of very much are toned into how it works in these tiny little pieces of paper that you know you completely ignored and like suddenly really important to you so yeah I think it just showed us how nitpicky law is. Yeah. How every little detail is is, yeah. is so
1: important and can change. Honestly,
0: it is kind of really what made me pay attention to detail and find details in everyday life. Is you know, I think personally a good lawyer is someone who can really pay attention to the minute details of a situation. And you really learn that very early on in contract and- law.
1: This is why I'm sort of grateful that we had contract law in our first year because I know not all universities put contract law in the Mm. first year I think some do it in the second year and I think it was very useful that they put it in the first year because I think it just showed me how much I have to pay attention to detail there is not one single thing that I can overlook it just everything matters everything is part of the whole picture it's like a whole puzzle like Summer said and everything is just pieces and you cannot overlook anything. Missing one piece of the puzzle can like really completely
0: alter the whole picture. So, yeah. As you guys can probably tell, that is kind of what shaped our minds from very early on um, in law school. But we're going to swing on to the flip side of what Summer desperately thought she was going to go into. I mean, I oh, haven't completely... Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> I haven't really shut off the idea of going of working in criminal law in some way I think I have a deep-rooted passion for things like diversity and inclusion like injustice like I just I have such passion for injustice that sounds weird passion for justice that sounds better um you know and looking at the injustice of the world and just wanting to help and you know I from second year I set my mind on the fact that I was going to do pro bono in criminal law um in things like that and I think criminal law the module very much showed me the great injustices going on in the English legal system Um, for one that is a massive bold statement not only did the module show me that but also the secret barrister that book is absolutely insane you guys definitely have to read books by him because he's just incredible but this module I I would probably say it's probably the most colorful module you'll take especially in your first and second year I think that it will very much open your eyes to the fact that law and order and how to get away with murder have many flaws (laughs) in them and i think that you will hear cases that you probably never would have imagined in your life and you'll have a whirlwind of emotions one minute you'll be laughing because somebody branded their wife um and there was a law dispute over it and then the next you'll be absolutely shocked (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like you'll be shocked at some of the cases that you hear and you look at your lecturers so uncomfortable teaching some of these modules i mean some of the individual content in in the criminal law module but yeah it's a very colorful module you learn a lot the problem questions i enjoyed them a lot actually i uh, obviously i enjoyed debating a lot in my essays but the problem questions i enjoyed quite a lot because it's like a step-by-step process a lot of the time like let's take murder for example i've used this example in previous law of episodes but when you are perhaps someone's died and you go through the steps of is it murder can you prove intent men's race, access race did they do the action yes did they have the mentality to do the action yes or no you know and it just goes down in little um what do you call those things like those trees where it's like I ask the questions like is it murder yes no yes then you go that way or if it's I don't know what they're called. I hope you guys can visualise what I'm trying to explain. But yeah, it's kind of like a mind map. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a mind map. But yeah, I would say when you're revising or planning a problem question, those are really handy. And then just put like a little, like the case, the precedent case or the case that applies to the specific facts in the problem question for those ones underneath those headings. Like, is it murder? No, why is it not murder? Grace negligence or manslaughter. Manslaughter, you know, just, you know, just stuff like that. And then just put the case. Um, But, yeah, I really enjoyed Criminal Law. I enjoyed it so much that it was my highest grade in first year. Like, I loved Criminal Law so much. But the turning point, I think, for me in regards to Criminal Law, because I did get my highest grade in it, I did love the module so much. Um, It was so colourful. It was so, you know, quite exciting. Um, Allowed me to be very argumentative and very... It's one of the modules that you can debate a lot, endlessly, almost but I would say that my turning point was kind of I worked at a criminal law soliciting firm (laughs) for like a week and it just wasn't uh, the experience that I wanted perhaps it may have been the firm that I worked with or, or the work that they gave me perhaps but I think when it comes to criminal law I feel like if you do have a sense of like you want to be in the mix of it, you want to be very much immersed into that world and be as hands-on as possible. I would probably say that becoming a barrister would probably be your best option. So yeah, and because I didn't want to become a barrister, not yet anyway. Um I wouldn't mind becoming a barrister when I feel like I know everything about everything that there is possibly to know. But I think working pro bono, working in charities and things like that to do with criminal law, and you can still brush up on your knowledge throughout the years. Like I still have, I still am keeping 100% on top of all of that stuff. I have a massive love for that module and for that area of law still. It hasn't changed and it did come from the fact that the module was amazing. Like I really, really enjoyed it. I would probably rate it I might even have to do it a 10 just because I enjoyed it so much like I don't even oh. want to be a criminal law solicitor but I just enjoyed it so much and I just love that area of law like I feel like this is another thing that people don't realize you can love multiple areas of law and still pick a different career like I love criminal law I, that's not the career path that I'm choosing because I don't want to go down that career path like I love the module as a module I would rate a 10 out of 10 in the industry however I don't have enough experience to rate it anyway some of the people that I've spoken to absolutely love it and absolutely adore it but I don't think my week's worth of criminal law soliciting work experience is justified enough to be able to rate the industry in that way
1: well my loves by stark (laughs) (laughs) contrast I absolutely hated that module and um, it was very heartbreaking for me actually because I was one of those kids that went to law school with the idea that I was going to be the next Annalise Keating
0: or and then you, you realized you would be breaking multiple laws if you did that <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> it's just that's who I thought was doing it for like you know how in Legally Blonde the girl was doing it for like to prove her ex-boyfriend that she's smart and whatever I was doing it so I could be the next Annalise Keating I strongly believed that I could and when I started studying I was like this is this, I don't think this is what I want. I had like a massive existential crisis because I remember thinking there's nothing more to law than criminal law. <laughs> like <laughs> I just thought that if I hated this module, that that's it. That's going to be the end of my career. That's going to be the end of my law school experience. I just thought that I was doomed for some reason. But uh, the cases were definitely interesting and it definitely gave me an insight As to what people get up to on their day-to-day lives. It was very interesting. However, the legal side of it and all the legislation and the statute, the statutes, and the precedents and all of that, it, it was just a bit, first of all, confusing because I don't know whether it was confusing because it was my first year at law school and I was still getting trying to wrap my head around all the, you know, the legal statutes and the case law and all of that kind of stuff but if I was to study it now maybe it would be a lot more clearer but I just remember being very confused in terms of criminal law I remember just kind of being like okay but if you apply this and then you applied this case this case has like a completely totally different unco- outcome so like how are you supposed to resolutionalize this and how that, are you supposed the to... point yeah I just the, I think that's the part confused. I enjoyed I just remember being very confused. I think part of it is also, as I said, because I was at the beginning of my journey and I was still getting familiar with, with all of the legal world terminology and the statutes, like I said, and the case law, etc. But um, it was definitely, we had some def- very enjoyable moments. I remember in the lecture theatres, there were some cases that made us all laugh. And we still talk to i think to this day and passing comments (laughs) but i would have to rate criminal law i would say like a a five
0: out of ten gosh that is really shockingly low you're actually you're like wasn't a lot of laughs but you know five out of ten it
1: just it just wasn't. It just wasn't my cup it. of tea. Um, I I and it just wasn't it just wasn't my <laughs> cup of tea. Like No, that's I, fair enough. It was it was as heartbreaking as it was it, as heartbreaking as it as it is for you, is it, it was for me as well. Because
0: yeah.
1: you know, you go to law school with that dream that you're gonna become like a criminal lawyer and you're gonna be like the biggest and best best and mm. next Annalise Keating, basically. But actually in reality it, I don't know. I find criminal law very boring and very kind of just dull and sad as
0: well. Goodness <laughs> me. You find it dull. I don't think you could get any more ex- like not dull. You know what <laughs> excites our contract? That's what excite me. <clears throat> Corporate sellout. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Um, okay, let's we are talking so much about these modules i don't even know if we're going to make it to third year so let's like up the pace so public law right i have a love-hate relationship with public law a massive love-hate relationship with it because i really enjoy it but i also equally hate it you know i didn't, i didn't like the first year of public law but i really enjoyed the second year of public law The thing is with me, the public law first year, it was very much, if you've ever done government and politics at uni, that's kind of what the the module will be in first year. I mean, if you're going to the University of Southampton, of course, I can't promise for everybody else, but you do a lot about, you know, the separation of powers and, you know, prerogative powers and judicial review and, you know, a lot of the stuff that you cover in politics at A-level, you do cover quite a bit of it in public law and I think it was still even applicable I carried all of that knowledge up until my dissertation
1: yeah you do like prerogative
0: powers
1: the constitution yeah
0: everything you do you know and it even you know you have your human rights
1: sovereignty
0: yeah Yeah, you have your human rights and the human rights act and you know all of that stuff so you know you public law is one of those modules that's so heavy because there's just so much to talk about and I think people going into law school now or you know people that are currently at law school probably can relate to this Brexit is going to underpin that entire module <laughs> I think they should just rename the, the module Brexit Honestly, like, I, think, I can't talk so much because I did my dissertation on Brexit and COVID, you know, but it will underpin a lot of your module because it's one of, one of the largest constitutional changes that the UK especially, as well as the EU, is going through. I would say in the like, last hundred years, maybe even more. I don't know, though, because you have like... The biggest change. I don't know if it's the biggest. Well, maybe for the UK. I not 100 well, I'm years. just saying it's, it's,
1: it's the biggest change in a while.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say 100 years, probably 50, maybe less. Just because constitutionally, the UK, if you know the history of the UK constitutionally, you know that we've had uh, rocky ups and downs with introduction of human rights and immigration and just a whirlwind of, of stuff, prerogative powers, the use of them, how applicable are they? You know, are they justified? You know, you'll hear a lot about this stuff when it comes to public law. I'd say the best way to revise, though, for public law is... You know, your textbook's probably going to be pretty hefty. Ours was absolutely humongous. That book was so heavy that I'm pretty sure I have permanent dents in my shoulder from having to carry that around.
1: get it right now <laughs>
0: with, the my, with the corner of my eye. But what I would say is kind of case law is going to be your best friend. When it comes to the EU side of case law in public law, it can be quite difficult. But don't worry about memorizing all of the names and things because sometimes... They are quite forgiving when it comes to that, because some of the names, especially if you're, you don't speak another language, can be quite difficult for you to remember. But, you know, re- think about your treaties. Remember your treaties. It's not so much. This is the thing about public law. It's not so much like contracts. It's more principle based. It's more like principles of life. Not so much philosophical, but sort of like, it's like the foundations of like life, takes, the foundation takes- of the legal system.
1: I think it takes like a moral standpoint as well. When you discuss things like uh, prerogative powers and Mm. democracy and that kind of stuff, to what extent can basically public law be... So, like, when you think about uh, Brexit and the triggering tr- triggering of Article Fifty, and that kind of basically went against the principles of democracy because that and that went against parliamentary sovereignty. So, like, to what extent can you reconcile the exercise of
0: yeah. power
1: with um,
0: parliamentary sovereignty, and in mm-hmm. what circumstances is that? allowed yeah like you you will have those like philosophical moral kind of questions 100% like it's but you hear it a lot when it comes up in judicial review and this is something that I think you guys will focus on a lot especially with recent case law surrounding Brexit um, and the Supreme Court reviewing the decisions of Theresa May of Boris Johnson um, of the current conservative government where how much should judges be allowed to intervene into the inner workings of parliament in the inner workings of you know the executive and the legislature and you know things like that i think it's a very interesting module i enjoyed it a lot so much so that i did my dissertation in public law because i really enjoyed it i think i loved public law even before i came to uni when i was doing politics at a level because i just loved the system that the systematic ideology uh, yeah but you know that the whole way about how systems work and you know the technical but also moral side of it you know you look at it from a technical perspective of how it all works and how it all functions and all of these different players and all of these different levels but then you look at it from a moral standpoint where it's like should we get rid of this level completely or should we get rid of this procedure completely and and you know just things like that so, yeah, when it comes to revising for it, I would say focus on your treaties. Um, case law is very important in public law because you can say whatever you want. There's a lot of theory based journal articles out there um, that will help you form, you know, your own arguments. You, I would heavily say go against some of the journal articles if you feel like you disagree because they love that at uni just completely disagree you know there's a phd guy out there who spent you know five years working on this specific article read it completely disagree with everything he's just said tell him how he's wrong in your you know in your exams you know if obviously if you believe it and if you can prove it don't just go around saying yeah you're wrong you're wrong but you know so yeah that would be my top tips for kind of public law just be as argumentative as possible but don't stress about feeling a bit overwhelmed because it is a very heavy module it's why I think our uni stretched it from first and over first and second year and if you want any tips of public law please feel free to dm me on my personal or on the SSLP because I love public law so much that I even have some people from uni first and second years um still messaging me being like oh someone like that because I just love it I will help you find sources and I'll send you my sources and you know so yes I would probably rate public law nine out of ten solely because I enjoyed it a lot but it got very overwhelming because of how much we covered over two years
1: anyway let's move on to philosophical perspectives of so, the common
0: law by the way
1: <laughs> this was an elective module it was what uh, it was amongst a couple of others that we could have picked
0: no it was I... this one or historical
1: historical oh. yeah so I picked philosophical perspectives I think we both picked yeah philosophical Perspectives of the common law and let me just tell you this did not like it one bit honestly it was one of the most boring, le- well, the most boring module I have attended throughout my time at law school. Uh, minus one out of 10 would not do it again. I can't
0: believe, you know, what? I think the only reason I got a one in this module, because I this module had us crying in the library at like 2 a.m. Crying because we're reading books that we don't understand. <laughs> like, I had to read it pages was, like four times because it's such
1: an old modules Yeah, and all of the text on it is very old. So, yeah. it's all written in like super, super, super old English. Yeah, that you have to like triple take to actually understand what it's trying to say. Yeah,
0: it,
1: just it's like theory based, it's fun. like philosophical
0: perspectives of the law. So, it's like about things like, um is the law should the law impose sanctions and is it more criminal law focused should it just penalize bad behavior or is it there to protect certain individuals it's kind of that kind of argument but yeah so
1: you so you have like things like utilitarianism and jeremy bentham and law joseph
0: Raz. you have all of that come across in well we we actually covered it in ip law this year um i would probably rate it two out of ten only because i it's still above it's still in the positive numbers solely because i like debate and it allowed me to argue a lot about the law like i am very much principle focused when it comes to the law like i like to talk about principles and and things like that so yeah Um, We're going to swing to second year now because we don't want to keep you guys here forever. Um, Landlord, the worst module. I may eat my words here. I may eat my words here because I start a new job on Monday working in real estate development. But (laughs) the module... The module makes me want to cry. (laughs) Just thinking about it. Like I, I found it quite dull. I found it quite dull. I, you know, it is like, you know, partially contract law based and you know, all of that stuff. Contract law and principle based kind of as well. It's kind of a mixture, but more contract law based, more on the corporate commercial side where you're it's kind of a bit more rigid. Um didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy it because I probably because I really dislike the lecturer as well but I didn't enjoy revising for it. I am someone who likes to study and I like academics and I think you hear a lot of the time that law students hate land law and Vanessa will probably give you a different perspective because I don't know what goes on in her brain but I didn't enjoy it at all. I would say the best way to revise for it is very much again case law focused. Most of your degree will be that way.
1: I loved land uh, law. <laughs> I, I... It was one of my best grades at law school. I actually got a first in the exam, which, well, it was very surprising considering we didn't really have like proper lectures because it, uh, it was in secondary was the time when Corona was just starting. So we only had like half, half a semester of actual in-person lectures and the rest were kind of just like, you know, everything was just readjusting to online. So it was a bit of a mess in terms of, of the teaching. But I bought a book called Unlocking Land Law and just taught myself all that I needed to know. You're
0: welcome. By the way, I put her onto the Unlocking the Law books. I would just like to point out because I need my street cred. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So, you know, like at first I was like, "This is a this is a whole lot of BS." Like, why do we need to know this? But um, the more I studied it and the more I understood. It the more I kind of came to terms with the idea that it's kind of everywhere and it's part of everything, especially when you consider it uh, in conjunction with equity and trusts, especially. So it's definitely, definitely very useful to to have knowledge in, and I do love the module. You know, some of the cases are very dead, very dry, very boring. However, I think what keeps it interesting is that it has a good balance of old topics and new topics. So, for example, when you look at the sort of like the modernization of the land registry and how they're trying to modernize it a little bit, make it all um, make it all database technology based. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, My English is terrible today. I do apologize. But yeah, I would rate land law a solid seven out of ten I think it was a good module I really liked it there were some parts of it which I it took me a bit more to understand such as like overriding interests which I'm gonna spare you the I'm gonna spare you the the details but oh and constructive and resulting trusts oh my god that made me really want to like scramble my brains out however once you understand it I think it becomes pretty straightforward and pretty easy so yeah overall seven out of ten definitely would
0: do it again zero out of ten anyway next data protection law this was an elective this was an optional module that we picked no no No, i really liked it (laughs) you can tell me and vanessa are very different kind of law students but i really enjoyed it because i found it really interesting i really wanted to modernize my modules um with my like that i took during my degree and data protection really focused it was very much eu law focused um of course because the eu was still govern governing our data protection laws um obviously pre-brexit it was based on like seminars so we did a lot of seminars so it was a lot about debating and talking and i just really enjoyed it just the whole like perception of us being users of different things is our information safe and the whole security argument and you know it just again it makes you think a lot about your life and how you what information you put out and how you use your information do you actually know where it's going and the whole like controllers and who controls your data and where does it go i'll give you a prime example when you go to one of those websites say you want like insurance (laughs) and you go to one of those websites and you put in all of your information for your car and it's like should that website where you've put your details in be able to share your details with other businesses and how long do they harbour that how long how long do these other businesses harbour that information for should they even be allowed to do that have you given your consent to do that you know like things like that that kind of thought process it sounds quite dull in my explanation I'm really sorry but it was only a single semester module so I didn't really get to delve into it so much I didn't even get assessed on it because COVID happened we didn't get assessed on it because of COVID unfortunately which I'm quite upset about because I reckon I could have got a really good grade in it just because I loved it so much I think one thing I realized in law school I got my best grades in the modules that I loved because I put a lot of time and effort into them yeah no I would probably rate it an 8 out of 10 solely because we didn't get assessed on it and we didn't really study it enough in my personal opinion because obviously it was only a single semester module no okay (laughs) nothing else to add healthcare (laughs) law
1: it just wasn't my my no
0: it just wasn't you didn't enjoy it to be fair you didn't I remember you want healthcare thriving. law? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed <laughs> I this module. It.
1: I really did, and I thought that I did so well in it. But we let's just say we had a few
0: difficulties. It was my first tutu of my degree. I was actually crushed yeah. because apparently Vanessa and I have basic knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> but we graduated it's so, so shady it's so shady yeah she had no idea what she went. no like healthcare law is that module that is again about morals and ethics and you know things like plastic surgery and nhs funding and whether you should be able to get plastic surgery in the nhs you know and things like that so it is again you know about things like abortions and euthanasia and it is a very much moral based ethics based module again in terms of the law and should the law govern what people do with their bodies and you know things like that is quite interesting I found it very interesting lecturer wasn't great I feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more if we had a different lecturer but I did really enjoy the module I would say that if you are going to take this one I think it would be a really good one to do in conjunction with modules like family law and things like that I picked healthcare law just because it really interested me and I just like when I went to the briefing I found it very interesting and I felt like again it was a way for me to modernize kind of my degree through my modules because that one was a lot you know NHS and you know Brexit and the funding and you know everything my brain just went yeah modernize your degree go this way but I would say that it is a module that if you're looking to go into family law and things like that 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 would be a really good module for you guys to pick in regards to revising for it I think journal articles are a great way to go because it gives you a lot of different arguments but also kind of knowing the ins and outs of Healthcare systems that you discuss is really key. We touched, we
1: touched on a we touched on an array of very important issues in terms of the healthcare system today. You know things like healthcare rationing and resource allocation, and all of these very important arguments and the legalities of those decisions were even more eye opening. So definitely, definitely a very good module overall. However, I think that we could have facilitated from a little bit more revision. And I guess that was on our behalf, because we did, we were assessed by coursework. And at that time, we also had exam season. So we didn't really have a lot of time to actually write the coursework and make it up to a higher standard i suppose which is i think why we got so offended about the basic knowledge comment but i have nothing against the module i think it's a great module i could have done better in it if i had more time to revise and if i had more time to um expend on it because it's definitely it definitely put a it definitely shone a light on like a very very important issues and yeah nothing nothing bad to say about it it was definitely very interesting it had me at the edge of my seat for every lecture it was it was very interesting we touched on like conjoined twin cases and all of this yeah. kind of stuff so it was very morally engaging as well because you had to make not just decisions but were those decisions ethical were they moral were they yeah so it's definitely very interesting uh I would say nine out of ten for purely for the fact that it was very
0: interesting equity okay. and trust I mean okay this one <laughs> kind of it kind of not goes hand in hand with landlord, but it kind of does in the sense that they don't hold each other's hands. They're kind of opposing sides in a way. And doing both of these, I feel like in second year, was really helpful on from our university's standpoint. So shout out to them for that. This one was quite interesting. Again, it was quite old fashioned, I feel like. It, it made me feel like a grandma. I don't know how else to describe it.
1: I do, I do. <laughs> I think I think we also didn't enjoy it as much because this was that one module that was all of it was online because of COVID so we didn't actually get that like uh, face-to-face lecture theater experience it was just all online and we were all still sort of trying to accommodate all of the online learning and the world was kind of falling apart nobody knew what to do the university didn't know what to do it was just a whole like nobody, there was just so much uncertainty. We, there was there hadn't been enough time for the university or for us to come up with a proper study technique, studies uh, arrangement or whatever. So I would say for equity and trusts, I would give it a, a 7 out of 10. It was engaging at some points, but it wasn't like, wow, I would definitely want to study that again. It wasn't very difficult either. It was quite straightforward to understand however it was kind of just like it was one of those modules that was kind of like meh yeah it's it's
0: basically for people who don't actually know what equity and trust is because I feel like it's not spoken about a lot like you see memes about it but for those that haven't gone to Uni yet law school yet it's about like trustees and beneficiaries and where thing where possession Wills. should go like where property should go if it's an equitable decision you'll hear about equitable decisions um and equitable obligations in contract law as well you'll touch on it a little bit you won't really focus on it because if your union did what ours did it will be a a firm module like it will be a compulsory the module best,
1: the best way that I can describe equity and trusts is that equity comes in to sort of mitigate the harshness of the of the legislation of the law because sometimes that can le- leave certain parties empty-handed it can leave
0: mm.
1: certain parties without any remedy yeah. and morally they should have because the law record well because equity recognizes that they've either expended some sort of energy time or uh, even mm. material resources yeah. in-
0: but it's also where it's like if do they have any children it's like yeah you also talk about a lot about the family unit and do they like especially when you talk about wills and things like do they have any children should the property go to the son or should it go to the person who lived in the house if it was their maid or their gardener or you know like stuff like that so yeah it is another one of those modules that's quite moral based. it does
1: get you thinking it's very thought-provoking yeah
0: it is it is one of those modules I mean I feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more if covid hadn't happened but you know there's not not really much we can do oh and also there's another unlocking the law book for that there's an unlocking the law equity and trusts book that you guys should get you can get it on amazon i think for like 1999 or whatever because our um, uni didn't give a textbook for it but that unlocking the law equity book is really helpful it gives you all the basics and helps you build your foundation arguments so yeah next third year yes um what oh, should we wait, touch we on? Talk about remedies remedies okay we're just going to quickly briefly go over remedies because you may even touch on it in your contract law module i don't know how other unis do it remedies is basically when there's a contract law dispute And just basically, how to find the remedy for it if they're in breach of a condition and a condition goes to the root of the contract, or if they're in breach of an innominate term and an innominate term is one that the courts can interpret as going to the root of the contract, it'll be the whole purpose of the agreement between the two parties, or if it's a warranty and a warranty doesn't necessarily break the initial promise and therefore. The parties will maybe be rewarded in damages rather than ending the entire contract
1: can i just say this module
0: is so small but so important oh yeah it's key it underpinned a lot of our modules after that it's, when you combine this module with
1: contract law it is i cannot stress how important this mm. module is. it is it is quintessential to I understand understanding everything especially when we did international commercial sales in our last year it was also so-
0: my insurance contract law module we literally spoke yeah. we spoke about remedies of contract law in that module as well
1: because it's so important that you understand what type of breach allows you to terminate the contract yep and it's also very important it's something to bear in mind when you draft a contract as well, mm-hmm. because you kind of have some sort of foresight of what a particular breach might lead to. So very, very crucial module. 100%
0: focus in this touched, module massively.
1: But we also touched on um, physical injury and compensation yeah. and pale. and that was very interesting debate as well in terms of how the law deals with physical injury and earning potential and how compensation is actually calculated and therefore awarded so regarding
0: revision for this though i would say case law is going to underpin it again because you can debate this as much as you want but case law is what really gives you the answer when it comes to remedies and contract law and things like that it's not so much as much as it is like again a foundation module for probably not only the rest of your life but the rest of your legal career if you do choose to follow one after uni but the case law is really key because you not only do you have to look at the facts and whether the courts and but you also have to look at what the courts have said And the judges have said in regards to certain terms and certain conditions, warranties and nominate terms, you know, things like that. And what they've said about party relationships is so important, uh, like Vanessa said, just to reiterate. So, yeah, I would probably give it a solid nine out of ten.
1: Give it a ten out of ten. I really love it. I enjoyed that module so much. And we also touched uh, on economic loss as well. Yeah,
0: Financial loss. Yeah, it was a lot. But yeah, third year. Should we start with let's modules start with- first? Or this is I was gonna first? say let's
1: start with the elephant in the room. <laughs> AKA <laughs> aka. How 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 much of the degree is that worth? Like 30% 33%. Well, our yeah. degree,
0: our decision was worth 33%. Our decision. No, was I think a a heavy the part, one. we're gonna
1: we're gonna talk you guys through like our selection process, like how we picked our topic and mm how we went about the writing process we will try to keep it uh I would say I'm like-
0: thinking though we w- we're gonna do an episode on dissertation alone anyway because there's so yeah. much that goes into dissertation but just to sort of give you the same impression that we've given you with the other modules we're going to go through the step-by-step process that we took um yeah
1: um, yeah I think we'll de- definitely do like as as a uh, September comes as well and some of you will be starting law school will be going into your second year or third year I think we'll do more niche episodes then to kind of explain like how we studied this particular topic and how we tackled. but uh, let's just briefly sweep over the dissertation (laughs) so my selection process was very messy I didn't really know what I wanted to do up until I would say maybe like October. So that was when you should start writing type situation. That was when we had to submit our proposal. And I had the idea since like June, July, but I had other ideas, and I was told with my with this dissertation idea that I had, which I eventually ended up doing. I was told by like numerous sources, none of them were the university, but numerous sources told me that mm, it's a very niche topic. Like you know, you it's a very big risk that you're gonna take because there's not a lot of like literature out there on it, and you don't really know much about it. So like, how can you be confident writing about it? blah blah blah. blah Blah, blah blah and so I wanted to play it safe and pick another topic which was actually on the list that the university gave out as like suggestions and that was I for- would never
0: I was- recommend doing that by the way no yeah I- if you did but I would say you know you feel better completing your dissertation if you came up with your topic by yourself it's a new element of pride
1: yeah I mean I didn't want to do that either but I saw that the deadline was creeping in and I hadn't thought of anything else to do aside from that original thought that I had which I was told that you know blah, blah like it's there's not a lot on it blah, blah 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 so I was kind of discouraged from doing it so I thought oh let me play it safe and just do one of the things that the university had suggested and that's how I was going to do it and then literally like A day before the proposal was due, I completely changed my mind and just decided that I was going to do the initial idea that I had in the first place, which was uh, cryptocurrencies. And I stuck with it at first, maybe first month or two, I did wake up every day thinking, did I just fuck it all up? Did I just did I just mess up 33% of my grade already? Like, did I just was I bound to fail before I even started? It was definitely very nerve wracking. But then I kind of just started reading about it more and started planning and researching and doing a chapter structure and skeleton argument and all that. And it became easier. And then yeah, I ended up getting like a, a really good grade on it and a, an amazing set of feedback. Had I listened to the voices telling me that I shouldn't do it, probably would I've probably would have gotten a lower grade. So I'm just glad that I took the risk and stuck with it. So yeah, 10 out of
0: 10. Yeah, you know what, the actual process the dissertation was brutal, but I enjoyed it so much. Like, I would say with your dissertation, you have to pick a topic that you love. I had three topics in mind by like July. One was a data protection question. One was a compliance question. And the other one, it was my actual topic, which was on Brexit and COVID and the rule of law and a public law kind of perspective on everything that was going on. And I picked those topics because obviously... At the time, I obviously hadn't heard enough of Brexit and COVID apparently, but no, I just love public law so much. I love the legal system so much. And when it came to literally August, I was like finalised and I had done research for all three questions and I was just... Just blown away by how much I had found out and how much I had to argue about in regards to the Brexit and COVID 19 question. And that's why I picked it. I would highly recommend, I've said this before, but I would highly recommend researching your dissertation over the summer. It is probably the best thing you can do for yourself because, as much as your dissertation is so important, like us, 33% of our degree. You also have the other 33%, which is your modules in third year, and your third year modules are the hardest modules you will take in law school. They are probably the most in- intense because they very much do, as you guys will find out, they encompass everything that has we have discussed as underpinning your entire legal career, like your contract law, like your land law, like equity, like remedies, like all of that stuff kind of comes ahead, um, obviously depending on the modules that you choose, but You know, first and second year are about building, I think, foundations massively and third year is about putting it all together, using the mind of the lawyer that you have created. And I think that really comes out when you write your dissertation. I would say when you do your research over the summer, when you're finalized on your topic and you're confident and you love it, you have to love it. Um, I can't stress this enough you have to love it you won't love it all the time but at least love it enough to still be willing to do it over like nine months because it's brutal 10,000 words seem so easy but when you have so much to say like me and Vanessa (laughs) you know there is you know a pick and choose where it's like should I say this should I not you know because 10,000 words I think is a law student rite of passage to go over the word count and we even went over the word count with our dissertations. So, you know, but yeah, make sure you have a skeleton argument. You may change your perspective based off whether you've spoken to your dissertation supervisor. And when you do, I would say, massively talk to your dissertation supervisor, they can help a lot and just really sit there and just spill everything obviously they can't give you the answers but sometimes talking it out with someone who is an expert in that field because obviously you get to pick your supervisor or your prescribed one based off the topic that you have chosen and obviously they're a professional in that field so make sure that you kind of get it all out and you can you feel confident in yourself make sure you plan out your chapters very early on it saves you repeating yourself because when you want to read through those chapters and proofread it's a heavy one but make sure you've got your research down your planning down make sure you're really organized you know schedule out time when you're gonna write what you're gonna research you know things like that there will be times when it gets overwhelming but yeah I'm gonna stop talking about the dissertation now because I could talk about this all day I just love your topic and research early I would say 10 out of 10.
1: I would say the same thing just make sure that you do truly take an interest in the thing that you're going to spend nine months researching because it is hefty and you will have days when you will not want to do it Mm. anymore so we picked topics that we liked and we the point especially in the
0: late stages where we were crying because we did do I was crying over my laptop constantly but because I loved it so much I put in the effort and I came up like we both came up with really good grades and really great feedback and you feel just so proud of yourself like one of my friends he surprised me by binding it with the university logo and everything and just to look at all of the work the nine months hard work that I had put in and the grade that I got at the end of it and just you know it's not about grades but just feeling so proud of yourself that you've managed to produce such amazing work okay. is unbeatable Anyway, um, Vanessa is going to talk about her optional module that I didn't take, and I'll talk about mine, and then we'll talk about the three that we took together, and then we'll close it there. This is going to be a heavy episode. I'm really sorry, guys.
1: Um, So I, <laughs> in my final year of law school, I took commercial conflict of laws as an elective module, and I thought that I would enjoy it thoroughly, and... My premonition was right. I did enjoy it massively. It was a very interesting module and it made me see areas of the law that I didn't previously think about. So things like, um, well, conflict. So when you have a a case and it's potentially cross-border, you have big international companies uh, who say you have a contract for the sale of bicycles, but then the Part of the buyer is a French company and the seller is a Spanish company. But then the bikes are deposited in England and when they are being transported, they were damaged, but they were damaged in England. So which legal system do you apply? Which legislation applies now? Because we are part of the European, well, we were part of the European Union and we will be until the transition period is over we apply the European rules for resolving such conflict. However, once this framework uh, ceases to apply, we will be applying the common law rules and for non-convenience and those kind of doctrines. So it was definitely very interesting to see how different legal systems apply and how they interact with each other and what entitles them to apply over the other. So... Yeah, it was uh, we covered things like jurisdiction, jurisdiction, uh, personal jurisdiction and the exercise of jurisdiction and obviously also applicable law, which is another dimension. When you have a contract, you may elect to apply whichever law you want in this world. So if you have a contract between a Spanish company and an Italian company and they choose to apply Chinese law, then that's totally perfectly fine. However, if something does break down and you do get to the litigation stage, then it's uh, it's a bit more complicated because even though they have party autonomy to apply whichever law they want, jurisdiction doesn't quite work that way. So if a person, if a if a particular country has jurisdiction of a particular matter, and they choose to exercise it, then they will exercise it. So definitely a lot of uh, a lot to unpack in that module, and it was very full on, very content heavy. However, it was very useful, and I think it will serve me a lot of help in the future in my practice, and also in my overall understanding of the not just English law, but over the overall system and how we interact we interact with international legal systems and yeah i would i would rate it a solid 9 out of 10 it was definitely very enjoyable definitely saw different aspects to it that i didn't before and consolidated my knowledge of uh, of contract law and remedies and took it to a whole international sphere so yeah definitely definitely recommend it
0: right so the module that i picked was insurance contract law right this one you know like we said contract law remedies very much came um at play in this module as you could probably tell Um, this module was kind of very much focused on the insurance industry how it developed Uh, the history was very important in terms of the arguments that we made regarding the theory but this was a lot more again systematic had a more systematic technological approach to it I guess so we covered things like the insurance contracts as as themselves you know in terms of warranties or conditions in insurance warranties are very important it kind of flips sides what you learn in in contract law but it was just equally as exciting it was fun it's not that difficult to get your head around you just know that warranties are a lot more important when it comes to insurance insurance contract law uh, we also very much focused on where money should be designated uh, if, when a contract is breached should it be should they be rewarded damages or should they be rewarded the right to refute the contract and then when can they start a new contract how should it be started how should it be formatted what happens to either party how the judges decide such matters um insurance contract in the light of warranties being a lot more important or have they decided it in terms of innominate terms it is a very much remedies contract law underpinning (laughs) underpinning module but it was really exciting it was fun but it also was very heavy it was one of those modules that it was just a a never-ending debate you spoke you had the ability to speak about so much stuff because again it was very contract focused um but it did have massive rewards to it I think it very much showed me the way the world works is so systematic and mechanical especially when contracts are involved it's given me a lot more of that business commercial sense from it I would say when it comes to revising for this birds is absolutely amazing um, he has an amazing textbook. That was the textbook that we were required to read, but his textbook is, hits everything with the nail on the head, but also feel very open. I felt very open to to disagree with a lot of the stuff he said because, you know, I had my own ideas of how the business world should run and how and how it should be it should be kind of focused I would say the problem questions will probably be the harder part yeah just pay close mind to the case law and the statute and the old law and old law and the new law as well but yeah James Davy. He taught that module, but he is very well known in the insurance law, in the insurance law sector. And honestly, some of his work and some of his readings are absolutely incredible. So I would 100%, if you are thinking of taking that module, going down that area of law, I would 100% um, recommend it. I enjoyed the module a lot. It underpinned a lot of the kind of business sense that I needed to move forward in my career. I don't personally feel like I would go into insurance just because as much as I enjoyed the module... Um, discussing it in practice with James and a few other people. I just don't feel like it's it's the right fit for me, but it is a really interesting area of law to study. So yes. Um, next, we're going to move on to modules that we shared. I think we'll start with international commercial sales. So our uh, University of Southampton is one of the best maritime law, if not the best maritime law, law schools in the country we in Southampton had the dock where the Titanic sailed from you know just our little claim to fame <laughs> but international commercial sales so it was about you know international contracts how they work when does property pass over from the buyer to the seller you know There's chain contracts transfer. yeah when does risk transfer to from the buyer to the seller and the seller to the buyer and vice versa and you know the carrier's responsibilities it's carry it's a lot about carriage of goods by sea was the focus of this module you know passing over the ship's rail things like that this module I really enjoyed it which I didn't expect to because I didn't think I would like maritime law but it's not so much maritime law focused it's more the international trade side focus it's about the contracts that are made and you know the risk and the transfer of property and things like that that is more at play here this is the module where we spoke about you know earlier where we spoke about frustration and you know force majeure clauses and you know, things like that, um, whether a contract's been frustrated, contract law remedies again massively underpinned this module. And I, you know what? I just really enjoyed it. Um, it got quite it was really heavy and really complex right at the beginning. I felt very out of my depth when we first started, but once I got into the swing of it, I actually really enjoyed it. So I would probably rate this a solid day out of 10.
1: 10 out of 10. I loved ICS, <laughs> I loved it. I just Oh, it was like, oh, my God, it was my favorite module this year. Loved it. What a beautiful module. Now, bear in mind, it would not be for everyone unless you enjoy ships and maritime law and
0: I would try parties
1: and that kind of stuff. If that's not your if that doesn't tickle your fancy. then you're not going to enjoy this module
0: it didn't tickle our fancy before we did it because we did nothing maritime before but because we enjoyed contract law and remedies it's why we we took it and international trade is very we're We like the idea of international.
1: I loved uh, contract law and I loved remedies. And that's why I kind of threw myself into this module. But then the more I studied it, the the more I realized how much I loved this whole aspect of like ships and how the goods are being transported. And is it the carrier's liability? Is Mm. it the seller? liabilities of the buyer's liability like it's just a very I don't know it's a very interesting module to me it just makes so much sense it might be the most boring thing to other people but to me it's like wow could talk about it all day
0: I think regards to revision for this module again it's very case law focused you really have to focus on your case law but also the CIF contracts and FOB contracts like free on board and things like that you have to make sure you pay attention to the little details this module really again allowed me to really use my skills to focus on the minute details in regards to the actions of the parties and what they had contracted to because I think this module you've see this in contract law as well but I think it really shows you like as much as they can contract one thing their actions don't support the contract that they've made and then how do you deal with that as a lawyer what what would you do what steps would you take would is it the contract's fault do they need to drop a new contract or is the party in breach of their contract you know just things like that so yeah i would say that would be it for that renting homes this module we don't think about this module this module confused me slightly as a law student living away from home renting her own flat with a few of her friends um, and dealing with crappy landlords Um, I thought this this module was going to be absolutely ace for me you know they did cover a lot of topics about you know damage to homes and social behavior homelessness human rights and how it plays a role in in the renting sector and things like that and private rented homes and socially rented homes and ownership I just feel like it just isn't for me i mean i didn't really like land law so i don't really know what i expected but this module was a lot more statute focus It's not so much case law focused um again it was an elective it was an optional module as all of your third year modules are i studied this because i wanted to do understanding modern china and that wasn't offered by my university all of a sudden they chose to get rid of the non-law module that i wanted to pick in my third year but you know hold no grudges um and, yeah, I would probably give it, like, a 6 out of 10. 7 out of 10, I'd say.
1: Great. On that note, then, I guess we'll wrap it up, because this was the mm-hmm. long episode, yes. but... We hope you found this helpful, and if you do have any questions, then by all means, obviously, our DMs are always open for you yes. guys' to ask questions and tips and any suggestions that you think
0: that we might be able to help you out with. And yeah, I think that's it from us. Yes, so- this has been a really long episode, but we hope that you guys have enjoyed it. Please, if you have skipped to certain um, modules, then please do because obviously we have covered a whirlwind of topics we will do other episodes on individual topics um, later on but yes if you have made it to the end of this episode thank you so much for listening and we hope you guys have an amazing day wherever you are
1: but for now your favorite law graduates i wish <laughs> you a lovely day Bye. bye